This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to The Morning Run. Julian and Sherrod's here with you. Coming up at 8 a.m. after the 8 a.m. news, actually, Joy School will speak to Green Packet CEO Kay Tan on developments in Green Packets as well as the fintech landscape in Malaysia. Interesting stuff as uh, I think uh, fit, as fintech takes a greater role in the Malaysian scene. Now, on to some um, local business news. The Malaysian Communications and Multimedia Commission might be given more power to monitor and take action against those on social media that are deemed to have been jeopardizing national harmony. Yeah, so this is relating to Section 233 of the Communications and Multimedia Act, uh, which is currently being studied to improve its scope and usage. The law, gra- the law grants enforcement power to MCMC in matters related to social media and the internet, and this is amongst initiatives to ensure elements that could jeopardize national harmony are kept in check. The Commission also added that there are quarters with agendas that could jeopardize peace in the country and MCMC along with the police uh, will take action against those who threaten national securities using social media platforms. So weighing on this is uh, Gaia 3 uh, Venkat Swaran, a commentator on the media landscape and the associate assistant professor in media and communications from the University of Nottingham, Malaysia. Good morning uh, Gaia 3 and thanks for joining us. What are your thoughts on a government agency like MCMC given the mandate to monitor someone's private space? Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, I think that this, uh, yeah, it's actually quite problematic given that um, actually what we would like for the government to do is uh, review, in fact, the powers that NCMC already has uh, because several civil society groups have, al- have already uh, raised concerns that these uh, powers are actually quite excessive already. Um, so when you talk about monitoring social media, so we're talking about things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and to a large extent also uh, WhatsApp, because I, I, I guess this is where a lot of the concerns come from also. Um, so we are, we are talking about something that is, you know, the public and private sphere, right? I mean, even though you are on public uh, with your accounts, uh, there is still some level of privacy that you, you ought to actually um, enjoy. Um, and I think that the, the sort of starting point for... Um, wanting to monitor is quite problematic because um, I think we still are very uncomfortable or, you know, sort of worried about the criteria and the basis in which, you know, such investigation or monitoring will be based on. So that's a, that's a sort of a big blanket of things you said earlier, you know, national security, public order. These are legitimate issues, but I think that we've always had problems with how these are being defined. So, um, we we want to review, but actually it's review to cap the powers rather than actually add on the powers. And monitoring social media is actually quite problematic. I mean, if we think about NSA, the, the revelations of NSA, right? We're talking about a highly surveyed society. We already are being surveyed. I think this will step up surveillance and that's something we should be concerned about. Um, given about what you mentioned about uh, security threats to the country, um, so what is it that you know needs to be done about national security threats? So we've, we've seen, or at least we've heard this sort of justifications for national security for a number of uh, cases that, that were used for, for a number of, um, uh, so in the past where it's being justified for a variety of uh, investigations, charges. It can range anything from possessing information that is of public interest, uh, stating opinions about actually what I would consider to be legitimate governance concern. So 
um, without actually, and that's a problem with our law that we don't actually have clarity on what constitutes, um, uh, say, concerns about national security and public order. As I said, it is these are quite legitimate grounds. It's internationally recognised. But our problem is that our laws are very broadly designed, so uh, worded in that sense. So anything can be interpreted without much scrutiny in that sense. And I think that this is uh, uh, part of the problem with the laws that we have that say, look, you know, you can, if there's intent to annoy, offend, I think these are things that would be uh, problematic. And uh, the we don't have access to understanding where national security really is and public order. I think we have a we have international standards can help, but Malaysia has not adopted all of these standards. So it then becomes uh, something that is defined by the authorities. So it's very top down, narrow, in fact, limited interest. Um, Guy three, can we learn from other countries that have similar laws? Um, do you think? You know, I actually think this is a very, uh, uh, it, it's a, uh, I would say that the trend is for many countries, many governments that are in power to want to control social media. And I can understand the, the sort of the panic that has arisen because we have seen in some cases, you know, real sort of physical attacks, violence, and, you know, the, the lack of responses, adequate responses from some of the social media companies. We can see in the case of Myanmar, where people were actually asking for Facebook to take action, take down content that were really inciting violence. And the social media company did not respond timely in a timely manner and adequately. So there are definitely examples. But trying to regulate social media is something that we really need to be very careful because I think that it's sort of like a, it's like a net that, that catches a lot of other things that I think uh, violate freedom of expression. So it's trying to balance the fact that we want the social media companies to be a lot more responsible and more responsive and the need to also protect society. So if we, if we, if we start from a premise of protecting rather than sort of criminalizing, then I think we may have a much better approach to, to, to the action. Uh, what are your thoughts on Datuk Kadir Jassin's proposed media council? Would this be effective for journalism in Malaysia? Oh, um, well, I think it's not his media council. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an idea that has been wounded uh, for quite a long time. And uh, since the election last year, so there's been a lot more discussions. So I think that um, one very, very important element is that while it is good people are talking about um, uh, an actual sort of proposal about the media council, but I think that it's not open and transparent enough and, and it has to become... Uh, it has to be put out into the public in terms of what um, this could entail. Because, you know, media council is actually not just about the media. It's, it's about public accountability. And I think a lot more openness about uh, and getting feedback from all levels of you know, media and civil society would be very, very important. Um, I think it is, it, it's a step in the right direction. But we have to see that the, the government actually reciprocates quite quickly in terms of its commitment to repeal some of the laws that cycle the media. So that we haven't really seen in terms of a roadmap or a, or a work plan. And, and, and that has to go, if not hand in hand, but I think we need to see something concrete from the government side. Thanks so much for your time. And that was Gaya 3 Venkateswaran, media commentator and assistant professor in media and communications from the University of Nottingham in Malaysia. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. 
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.